Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Laying Up live show slash podcast brought to you as always by our friends at High Noon. LACC is under attack. My name is Solly. DJ Pie is here. Hello, Pie Man. Greetings, guys. Uh, happy to be with you. TC is here. Hello, Mr. TC. I'm very curious how your winged foot takes will age with tonight's show, and we are going to get into all of that. Hello, buddy. I'm I'm drinking lemon and lime tonight because we may have a lemon on our hands, boys. <laughs> We're going to make lemonade out of what we got going at the U.S. Open and just spent the day, all day, at LACC North. Mr. Kevin Van Valkenburg. Hello, KVV. Sully, I might be a round guy, but today I learned that angles are important. <laughs> Did oh, don't tell that to the data boys. I was gonna say they didn't. They weren't important enough today, and I think we can get into some of that because I don't know if LACC played exactly like we'd hoped. But summertime is here, which means limited edition high noon pool pack is back. It's got peach, it has lime, it has two limited edition flavors, which are guava and kiwi. I've got the guava right here. The guava and kiwi are my two favorite. I don't know why they're limited edition. We need to get those in the full time rotation. They're made for days by the pool. On the greens or even lakeside, fill your cooler with the essentials. High noon and ice. Get out with your friends to enjoy the sun. The high noon pool pack is only available this summer, so get it while you can. You can look for it on Drizzly or wherever you buy high noon. And if you want to find it near you, go to highnoonspirits.com or find people that will DM you uh, random places around your hometown uh, where you can find the pool pack, which I've had happen, (laughs) which has been highly, highly beneficial. It's everywhere now, but back when it was harder to find, that was really, really important. You're uh, finding out about it in somewhere. zines and all, all kinds of all kinds of old school places. It's been really helpful. So the eight pack comes with two lime, two guava, two kiwi, and two peach cans. Only available this summer. Get it while you can. Made with real vodka, real juice, hundred calories, gluten free, no added sugar. You know all of that. Uh, all right, quick reaction. I think the uh, the the eyes are going to go towards the top of the leaderboard and want to talk about Ricky Fowler and want to talk about Xander Schauffele. But man, the majority of the questions we got in uh, on Twitter and everything were about the golf course. TC, I'm going to throw it to you first. What's your reaction to how LACC played on day one? Uh, somebody left a nice comment on Instagram that I thought played really, really well. In typical George Thomas fashion, the first hole here is very, very easy. And the se- Just to kind of paraphrase it, and the second hole normally is hard. It seems like it didn't play all that hard today. Um, that's kind of the case at most of the golf courses that he designed. I'm hoping that that's the case this week, that it's kind of a nice handshake opening round, and then rounds two through four, it just ramps up. Uh, I was a little bit worried on Tuesday morning when we were out there, and it was relatively you know, kind of benign, and then it seemed to ramp up as the day went along. Sun came out, got a little bit windier, was really dry, and, uh, and then here we were this morning, and there's a mist in the air. There's a heavy marine layer. There's no wind. Seemingly, they, they watered some greens yesterday late in the day, and it was soft. It was soft, and uh, I think they moved some tees up because they were afraid of pace of play. They were worried about getting everybody around. They wanted to ramp it up as we go. And uh, I'm disappointed. First and foremost, I can't control what the USGA does. This doesn't change my my thoughts on the golf course at large. 
I think I'll wait for two or three days. I think it's a much more interesting golf course than, say, a winged foot. There's a ton of variety still out there. You still got to hit the shots. But I'd like to see a much different, much more difficult test tomorrow. Uh, I will say to, to those that were tuning in hoping to get a Big Randy rant, I, we must disclose Big Randy did have a death in the family this past week. Unfortunately, this is not a joke. So he will not be around this week. Uh, he most certainly would have been uh, had he been available with what we witnessed today. So Deej, and I think I think for his mental health, it's probably good he's not watching this this week. It's probably you know? thing. I, I don't think he'd be having a good time. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. We're going to get to the golf course. We're going to talk about the golf course a lot. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of complaints about the golf course. I'm kind of fine. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I'm going to give it four days. It's a four-day golf tournament. The leaderboard's fucking awesome. You still like had shots out there that you don't see week to week on the PGA Tour. There was a lot of like, can you hit it or can you not shots that still were really good. There was still a dividing line between good shots and great shots. Pins were pretty easy today. Uh, I think they're only going to get harder. I think the I think the golf course sucks takes are going to not age well. Yes. And so I just want to I want to get ahead of that. I, sure. If today if you didn't have fun watching today, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yums. I I totally get that. I had a good time watching today for the most part. Uh, I and I really want to use my my time up front to shout out Ricky Fowler, man. I, I like I love Ricky. I don't know. I, I had a blast watching Ricky try to. Try to take it as low as he could. It's so fun to watch him play well again. Uh, I hope he wins a major. I hope he wins a major in Southern California. I'm I'm here for it. I hope he sticks around, and and I'm happy to see that. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with a little optimism. KVV, bring us down. What do you got? Optimistic or pessimistic? Well, unfortunately, I'm gonna go pessimistic. The atmosphere out there today sucked. Okay. I'm not I'm not over. Which is not unexpected, right? Not it wasn't unexpected. unexpected. I think we we heard some things earlier in the week that helped us kind of understand that this was going to be a very corporate U.S. Open. Uh, all of the LACC members, of which there are a thousand plus, I think, got four tickets for every day. And so the, a lot of the other tickets were sold to corporations. From what we understand, there's only like 4,000 tickets available to like the general public every day, four or 5,000. Uh, you can tell out there that it is pretty uh, tame, uh, that it is it lacks the rowdiness. I you can tell on TV too. You can especially definitely. especially coming off Boston last year was yeah. Yeah. epic. Yeah. Best fans. I all. was out there uh, very at the. I walked all day with Scotty and Max, uh, and you know just with Colin and wanted to sort of write a little bit about Scotty. We can get in that later, but the very first tee shots that they hit, uh, I'm not kidding. There was one clap for the first tee one clap and it was like a half-hearted clap it was weird i i mean i've been to a lot of uh majors and I, later in the day you know someone got kicked out for screaming at phil mickelson wearing a sombrero uh so that was kind of the one maybe rowdy weird thing that happened but um so he was doing his I don't part know, it feels you don't even hear the like the stupid mashed potatoes you know baba booey shit that much uh which is a plus but also it was like kind of become part of the U.S. Open's weird identity. I, I don't know. I I just was a little bit kind of bummed that uh, that was what it sort of ultimately felt like. I'm going to uh, defend LACC while not defending today's setup. Um, uh, there was not going to be a lot of conditions today. There were not a lot forecasted. It said it was supposed to be steady at 8 miles an hour, gusting to 15 this afternoon. I didn't see any of that. I saw absolutely none of that actually come to fruition. Um, but they had forecasts. They had to know that this was going to be a benign day. I think they got totally spooked on pace of play. I mean, it's been something a lot of players have talked about. Basically, everyone in the media has said this is going to be a total disaster. 
They got these long par threes. They got these drivable fours, these reachable fives. It just all added up to a pace of play disaster. And they, I don't think they needed to move seven and 11 up. Like the two long par threes that were supposed to be the ball busting par threes that were supposed to tame back scoring a little bit and also supposed to slow down play the most were both up. And that was surprising. And neither hole played that difficult today. Uh, combine that with pins that weren't aggressive at all. I mean, very, very tame. Some very easy pins. 15 with no conditions, that pin just over that mound is just not that difficult for guys to stuff that shot in there on 15. Kind of a funnel pin. Yeah, and a little backstop behind it with the, the lack of firmness. Everything about LACC that had us raving about it, had us jacked about it, was based on this element of firmness that required the angles that made things, made it work, right? When it's soft and there's no conditions, these wide fairways are going to be good scoring. I think we said this on the preview. I said I thought there'd be a first-round 64. I thought there'd be low scores just because you can thread the needle out there and you can achieve that. You know, you can you can put up some big numbers. I was surprised it was this easy, and uh, I, I think they can ramp it up in a heartbeat. I think they just got overly spooked with the pace of play. I think pins uh, too, right? Like it, we yeah. we touched it briefly, but like it's firmness and it's pins. And when you don't have like those pins tucked in weird spots, then like yeah, of course the angles aren't going to matter. Yeah, right. Like watching some of these guys, like Rory shot on uh, what was that thirteen, hacking out of that left rough and just running it up there, kind of right next to the not right next to the hole, but like with a really good look. I mean, it was an amazing golf shot, but it was also like you know you kind of just had to hit a hit a straight ball and and bounce one up there. And it's it's going to be a lot different when those things start start getting tucked a little bit conditions look relatively similar tomorrow yeah. um it's hoping that the marine layer you know wears off it looks like through the weekend it should get sunnier and sunnier which i think is a big component um but yeah your point sally i mean seven and eleven bodenhammer said he ran 500 different simulations to account for pace of play oh. Uh, that's a lot of simulations. The data, the data boys must love that. Did he, uh, was Aimpoint used in his simulations? <laughs> I, I wonder if, uh, if he had the full accounting of all the factors that have gone into this. I, nobody shot 80 or above, which is a disgrace in a U.S. Open. I think that's, that's tough. Uh, even, you know, I know it's a par 70, but... Uh, that's, Tommy, that's very Tommy tough. tried. Shut up. He, it, was, it was too easy for Tommy. We've, we've been over this many times. It's too shut, e shut it up. It was too easy for him. We're not doing that tonight, okay? That was uh, like, that's that convenient. That was the Biden Trump debate moment where he just goes, Oh, shut up, man. No, shut up. You shut up, man. So I could bring politics into this podcast. I'm sorry. That, that one was innocent. Let me, let me uh, just lay, lay it out. Why, why are people bummed today? Amazing leaderboard. Randy's whipped up all these people, and Randy and TC have whipped up all these people into a fervor. Guilty as charged. Say, this is not your grandfather's U.S. Open. Yeah. It should be borderline impossible. I don't want to see good shots rewarded. People have had the, like the there was Matt, a changing Matt, of the nowhere guard. Nowhere have we ever said that. We just you said need, we wanted to see a distinction between good shots and great shots. I feel like the complaining has has gotten out of out of scale. TC, you need to tell the electrons to stand out I'm and trying. stand by. I'm trying. I got all these Boston people reaching out to me saying that how dare you say that this place is better than Brookline. This place doesn't even hold a candle to Brookline. I don't control how John Bodenhammer and Scott Langley and the boys set it up. I don't. TC, what would you have done today in your expert setup opinion? To <laughs> and Acronymous. But, but, what were the, but not six hour rounds. Yeah, what were the soil levels this morning when you tested it? <laughs> uh, I was actually talking to a, a few of the, the uh, greenskeepers and superintendents this morning. They were giving me the okay. moisture readings and everything. The speeds <laughs> were not an issue. It was, it was, it was simply... Simply the firmness and, uh, you know, this, this course plays firm every week. You know, the members, 
they've talked they talked to me and said hey this place plays, plays firm it it's plays firmer and faster than normal golf courses so uh there was a lot of left pins out there this seems I like thought. there seems like a perfect golf course for that. Oh, we play it harder for the member guests than this. Sure. Like I can't believe we didn't get one of those. KVV, I need <laughs> you to go scour the, the 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 members uh, lounge tomorrow to see if you can get one right. of those takes. No, well, the members are grand, allowed to say anything public. That's there's true. also whole grandstands that are only allowed for the members. So yeah, the one the one behind fifteen is tough. Like like behind like the the signature par three on the course. That hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna restrict this one. The easiest grandstand to get to from. Most of it's, the course. It's, it's tough for people to get around out there. It, this is not a good spectating open. It is not quite Chambers Bay level bad, but it is hard for people. that You can see them getting trapped and bottlenecked in places. Nobody's breaking ankles like they were at Chambers Bay, but it's tough. I, I think I would be pretty bummed if I were a fan watching it. On that note, that's really interesting because we've just spent the last you know week to 10 days talking about like the soullessness of the PJ tour and late stage capitalism of golf and all of these things. And uh, a line that was in Wolfie's office hours really stuck with me when he was talking about like how good of a West coast anchor site LACC would be for the USGA. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with what they can do from like a hospitality standpoint. Right. And what they can do from a corporate, like their corporate sales have got to be astronomical. I think they're two and a half X what they normally are. Which is so outrageous. And then you also get like later TV coverage, primetime TV coverage, which like probably better ad rates, all of those things, like everything on paper stacks up for this to be just like a grand slam for the USGA to just keep coming back here and keep coming back here. And so it's a little tough after round one to have all the fans be like, this fucking blows and have KVV being like, you know, nobody's out there. This is like the worst fan experience ever. It's like, you know what, man, that kind of tracks with everything over the past 10 days. Actually that, that, you know, we kept saying how the majors were the only thing left, but yeah, I don't know. KVV, maybe we lost. I think it's going to, I think it's going to say, let's, let's wave our arms here. (laughs) I'm I'm out. Now I'm out. I was in a minute ago, but now if it continues like this, we're going to have a big problem. I think we are 25% of the way through the golf tournament. I think there's a long ways to go. We've said this. I said this at Wingfoot. Like you can't go backwards. Like if you screw up day one and make it too firm, it's really hard to regulate the rest of it. They went too firm on Saturday at Shinnecock in 2018 and had to water it uh, overnight. According to some people, I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> had to water it overnight and ruined it for Sunday. I, I, I. This is not going to be a popular take, but in this era, when the golf ball goes this far and the guys can control it the way they can, that it's not that difficult when they don't have conditions for them to go extremely low. It really is not. They can do incredible things with the golf the golf ball. I think this, again, firmness is going to make a lot of the precision shots around the green a lot more interesting. If you made a mistake today, you could scramble, right? And if it gets firm, the ball starts doing that extra 18 inches of rollout, it let little extra uncertainty of how a chip shot lands, an approach shot, how it lands. The sixth hole is going to play totally different if it actually gets firm, but they've put themselves behind the eight ball because if, if it's this soft for day one, then I don't know what they can do between tonight and tomorrow if they don't get sun to make it firm. I really, I don't. I know the sub air helps you when you've got a lot of rain, but I don't know if it really helps you uh, get it from this to like being firm for tomorrow. Yeah, I think too, it's, it's, uh, I mean, some of it comes down to pins, but again, there's only so many, you know, there's only so many pins on some of these greens that are, that are that tough as well. Like, you know, do you burn that pin on that kind of front right wing on five? Same thing with three, um, same thing with 12. I don't know. There's just, there's only so much you can do to tuck it. I wonder like at this point, does the USGA stand for anything? 
Like, you know, are they getting so spooked that no, I like, and like, I don't know the answer. I don't think they, like, I think they do. I, I have confidence in, in John Bodenhammer and the gang, I think to, you know, well, kind of figure this out, but it, it just seems like over and over again, they, they seem to be, I thought they did a good job last year overall. I thought it was a little bit tame the first couple of days, but I think they, they seem to be erring on the side of the player uh, very often. Maybe. I, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I, I guess I would ask, what do you think, not to get too, you know, persnickety here, but like, what's the, like, what's the point, right? Like, what, what, what would you like them to stand for? Cause it's not suffering for the, the point of suffering. I don't think, I think the point should be to identify the best golfer. And that's why I think you look back at the U S open and like, we talk about this with chambers Bay and we talk about it with Aaron Hills and, you know, all these different places where like, Oh, that was so bad. That was so bad. It's like, dude, the best player absolutely yeah. won at all of those places. And the best player is going to win this week too. And that's why I think you look at this leaderboard and, and especially in the morning, there was so much good separation between Ricky and Xander and everybody else, right? Like there were a couple guys at three, Scotty was at three yeah. kind of artificially at three should have been at four missed that bunny. But, uh, but that was like true separation between the guys who were playing 99 out of 100 golf and the guys who were playing 50 out of 100 golf. And it seemed like the afternoon got a little easier and, and obviously scores were a little lower, but I still think it's, it's doing that and is going to continue to do that. So that that's where it's kind of like, you know, do we want guys hacking out of the rough just to say that we've made them hack out of the rough or are we trying to identify the best player? No, that's a good point. I think, I, I guess where I'm struggling is, and it's all relative, but it doesn't seem like the things are really, you know, like we're, we're separating out the guys that are playing mediocre from the guys that are playing. Okay. Like there's just so many guys that from minus three to even par, yeah. you know? Um, and I know that you, you you could say that that would be the same if from even to plus three if if you know if the setup was different, but I don't know. I mean, Sally, you, you always come back to shot value, right? Like, is the shot value out there? Well, to that, TC, to that, that's so far again, right? I don't think today was great, yeah. and again, I think if we get three more days of this, that's that's overall not great. But they do have time to ramp it up, and I think it totally. it, it will go that way. I do think the shot value is out there, but not to the level that it'll probably get to when things firm up. Like I said, like, I don't know, just watching some of the spots guys were missing, it just wasn't that fearful. I mean, watching where Rory hit it on six off the tee today was like, all right, you can kind of hit that chip yeah. up there and it's not that bad. I mean, Sahith struggled to get that chip up there, but for the most part, it just wasn't like a disaster exacerbating misses today. And um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard to look at that leaderboard and not think that those guys got went out and got it. And I know we say like, you know, when the leaderboard's good at Tory, we're not like, oh yeah, see, like this is a, re a really good rewarding golf course. I just think, man, the path to getting to a winner is way more enjoyable for me. I'm not telling people at home, you may like thick rough and narrow fairways and want to see guys suffer and just want to see it be brutal. For me, watching 11 hours of coverage a day, I would much rather watch this style of play uh, than that. That's that's where it nets out for me. I think what's funny is if, obviously this is unrealistic, but if I was not on Twitter all day, and weirdly if there was no leaderboard on the telecast, yeah, right? Like if you didn't tell me where anybody stood in relation to par, I'd be like, man, what a fucking great day. That was a blast watching those guys hit all those shots. And it's just because they get into like 62, they're breaking all the records. It's like, ah. Well, this is like this is not Oakmont, and this is not 1973, and like you can't really compare these two things, and that's what we're gonna do, and that's where I think it it gets into just a little bit of you know pro probably a little much for people. 
You know what's funny is that that Johnny Miller round, the 63 at Oakmont, it became such like a sort of holy thing in the sport. Like no one's ever done this. It was the hardest round ever. Like, and it was like this mythical number. I remember even like Golf Digest writing this thing about whenever you start to flirt with like 60, breaking 63, you know, Tiger missed that, blipped out that putt at Southern Hills way back in the day. It was like bad shit happens because no one's meant to break 63. And then like now in this era, like when Brandon Grace did it and, you know, those two guys, just, I, I just felt kind of, I don't know, like, bleh, just felt like a big yeah. letdown. And I, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be like it was, it, we wanted that to be like a historic thing, right? When that ever got broken, like somebody broke it in a final round, somebody broke it to win, not two dudes broke it in the first round of a place that we hadn't seen in 50 years. And I think that's part yeah. of the sort of like lack of excitement. I'll say just Johnny Miller's was Sunday Oakmont final round to win. 63 right so it's different though i don't care that they broke the record and shot the lowest u.s open round never like they're playing with 460 cc frying pans and golf balls that go forever like it's it's a steroid era of not literally but like it's they're all playing with possibly literally literally, (laughs) according to tc everyone's on everything (laughs) well that's why i i was gonna say the same thing that like i think you watch baseball and you watch guys you know chase records in baseball and because they've kind of you know, they've manipulated the baseball at times and they've slowed it down and they've done all these different things that like when you watch Aaron Judge try to hit, you know, 61 home runs, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, like this, this is it. Like this means something to the American League. And it means, oh, my, we're talking Roger Maris. We're talking about all these things. And it's just not the same when it's like, oh, and on the other side of the golf course, uh, Brandon Grace, I guess he just shot 62. We're just receiving word. Uh, I guess that record is no longer <laughs> uh stands anyways over to over to seven you know so it's it's just they're very different different sports, yeah i guess like, everybody I think, tries to treat them the same way dj to your point i think all this stuff's kind of coalescing into one thing like the lack of juice out there with the crowd it's just kind of gray right i think that's part of it like yeah. i've played this course a couple of times and one a couple of times it's been very sunny and a couple of, or and once it's been super cloudy it's a radically different experience when it's cloudy out there versus when it's sunny out there um the crowd certainly have something to do with it the telecast has something to do with it it was fucking brutal it was yeah. awful like yeah. like once again well, it was hey, awful. can we save um the hamstram and the ad bashing because sure. uh mizzen in maine yeah. is famous for their performance <laughs> fabric dress, fabric dress shirts uh these are dress shirts that feel like t-shirts and have the performance qualities of a workout shirt but they do way more than just dress shirts they got everything polos pants pullovers they got the whole thing but the dress shirts they really are that good they are lightweight they're breathable Moisture wicking, blah, 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 all that good stuff. I hated having to take all of my clothes to the dry cleaner when I had a desk job, and I absolutely love wearing their button-down shirts. Every time I go to a wedding, I am buying more Mizzen and Main shirts to wear, and I will say do not sleep on the short sleeve button-ups. I'm rocking this. So this, good. This become quickly my go-to for when I go out. Uh, Button-up or button-down? Well, it depends. It's a good question. I would call this a... <laughs> Depends which way you want. It's dealer's yeah. choice. I could go. It could go either way with this, but uh, it's my go-to summer shirt. I, I've, I've, I wear too many t-shirts in the summer. I need to kind of look a little nicer, and this is the perfect, perfect shirt to do it. Can I? Uh, can I shout out there? They have like a tailored hoodie. You guys ooh. got one of those? Really yeah. good. Yes. Wore it to dinner last night. Just a good way to good way to be comfy, but with a little, you know, looking a little, little turned up, a little, little put together. Everything Mizzen and Maine makes is municipal course approved. It's comfortable enough even for the absolute doggiest of dog tracks. The Strat Boys, you know they love a discount. You can use code Strat for $35 off any purchase of $125 or more. That's Strat for $35 off any purchase of $125 or more. It's a great deal. And got the word. The C-Suite code uh, for $0 off anything is also still alive if you want to use that. Um, 
uh, as well. So shout out to Ms. Maine and thank them. We thank them for that. TC, we're going to save Amsterdam because I know KVV does not have forever with us. Okay. But um, KV, you had uh, what, are you, what are you writing about tonight? What's going to be going up on the website or what were some of your takeaways from today? You're on mute. You're on well. mute. <laughs> Literally just tweeted it right now. Uh, was uh, I, I decided to write entirely about Scotty Shelfer's putting today. Uh, I will, you know, thought that that would be a fun, interesting thing to focus on uh, just to sort of study every single putt that he took today and uh so walked all 18 with him and max and colin a lot of aim point going on would have been a it's a person aim point group if you count teddy there's sully so it would have been a tough one for you um i think what's interesting as we were talking a lot with amongst the other media there i think i don't want scotty to start overthinking putting too much he's always been a good putter and i think that he, i don't want him to fall down a rabbit hole of tinkering too much or trying too many different, different putters or just kind of going, you know, bonkers in terms of like trying to figure something out. Like it's it's just in a sort of a slump a little bit, and it's a bad slump. But I think that he's going to sort of come out of it, and maybe today was the beginning of it. Although there were still signs of like eh, it's kind of lingering in there, like demons often do. So I, I know you were obviously out on the golf course uh, following him, but it was awesome having Brad Faxon in mm-hmm. on the on the call. Just obviously one of the. Uh, one of the foremost putting instructors in the world. And his big takeaway was kind of, I think what you're saying too, KVV, like, man, he just looks like he's trying to hit perfect putts. He looks like he's trying to make it look really good. And Mm -hmm. that is so not him. And it's, I can't imagine being a professional athlete and trying to fight against that. Uh, You know, having, having all of that available to you and every putting coach available to you and all the data available to you and all the instruction and just trying to be like, no, 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 just put like you're 12. It yeah. like has to be unbelievably hard, especially at a fucking just, U.S. Open. And that's Bra- that's Faxon's whole thing. That he's done with Rory. Just be athletic, kind of get back there and see the putt. And you know, it's it's some hard. Some I mean, he's he's doing this thing now where he's kind of like stepping off the line and he's he's putting. You know, taking practice putts over every single part of the line. So moving back two feet, moving back two more feet, moving back two more feet. And <clears throat> I think it worked a little better today than uh, he was grinding on the putting green for like two hours yesterday, uh, which same thing on Tuesday. Seems, yeah, same thing. Yeah. It seems like a lot, uh, but you know, it's obviously it's, it must be kind of funny, like to be so freaking good at so many elements of golf. I mean, I think I wrote in my piece like he's a genius with thirteen clubs in his bag, and think- this one thing just keeps like dragging. But him it's back. only for the last three months, really. Yeah. It, it's not been a constant thing in his career, Deej. I think my favorite metaphor in your piece, I read it before we came on, was uh, you said he's like Superman dodging all this rubble and, and you know, killing all these bad guys and then tripping on the stairs to go shake the mayor's hand afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so good. That's exactly how it feels. It's, I, it's, I hope. it's worth acknowledging he did have a good putting day, and I know it just like what a, a like the air out of the balloon, the mist, not touching the hole from three feet, seven inches on a par putt on 18. When he gave a, his birdie putt a good run, it looked like he was freed back up. He had a miss early on on six that just looked like a dead – just a dead giveaway, easy birdie putt up the hill, and it also didn't touch the hole. And then from then on, he putted really, really well. He was the Scotty Scheffler ball striker for about a 10-hole stretch that uh, we've been waiting to see and hoping to see, and then just what an air out of the balloon kind of probably sent him back to the putting green. When he could have gone to bed tonight, like thinking about how great he putted today, he yeah. ended it with a horrific miss on 18. And uh, considering that I picked him, I'm heavily invested in this, and that was a huge bummer. He does have a little bit of that ROM thing going on, Sully, where if you ask him about the putting, he's like, ah, that's, not a, that's not a problem. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, it's different than ROM, but it's it's very much a little bit like, don't don't talk about that. 
Like let's, oil. Let's move on. Something about oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He looks like he's trying to make every. He's he's not allowed to make it in the center of the cup. Like it has to go yeah. in the side. Looks like he's trying to make it in the side of every hole, and that usually does not work very well. Don't he did it. his putt on four like lipped in. It was a it was a par putt, and I think that kind of like made him breathe a little sigh of relief because he had had a lot of those lip out uh, in other you know in at Colonial. At memorial and so i think he finally was like okay like maybe maybe my luck's changing a little bit so anything else uh noteworthy from today before uh before we let you go tonight what, what else stuck out to you it was fun to see max uh play well i think um he very much was conscious of the fact that you know he's like i've just been putting too much into like these first rounds and i stink in them and so it was nice to actually go out and play the kind of golf that i actually know how to play and obviously like a lot was going into this i mean how many sort of questions did he have to get about you know you hold the course record here it was so many people asking him even today like did other people seek you out and sort of ask your advice on this and max was like yeah man like i've played the course like seven times hmm. like i don't really think and the last time was like 2015 so i don't really think that professional golfers were coming to ask my advice on like how to play it uh and i always love those sort of he, he it was funny to hear him talk about uh, the the Pac-12 back then, he was like, there there was a time in my life when the Pac-12 seemed like the biggest thing in the world, and now it's like, oh, I'm in the U.S. Open, and so it's like funny how your perspective changes over time. So I was I was proud of him just to see him play well. You know, it's a hard thing to have all that pressure on you, and uh, he got off to a good start finally. So maybe that's you know maybe we'll go out and he'll be the one shoot 63 tomorrow. I think a big thing to take away from his round today too was like he didn't do anything exceptional. Yeah. Right. And it's the kind of one where he talked about this a ton in his his pre-tournament press conference and how mental it is for him and how it's not really a physical thing. And like this kind of seems like one of those rounds, just like we've talked about in the past where, you know, old Max would have missed a cut this mm -hmm. week. I think old Max would have shoot, you know, would have shot one over today or, or two over like the way he, you know, he hit his irons pretty good, but didn't make a ton of putts, didn't drive it totally great and still hung up like a, a really nice score in 68 and yeah. that is a really positive sign to me totally i think my other one closing thought i'm sure you guys will talk about it more but rory just seemed kind of relaxed this week didn't seem like he was stressing too much over it seems like some of the drama over uh the you know merger stuff is kind of starting to fade for him a little bit and we, he was very chatty you know he, he i think he took an interesting approach to which it was to not overthink this, to show up on Monday and just kind of go out and figure out the course. And one of the days just walk with the putter in a wedge. And I think it's that looseness sort of showed up today. Like he wasn't really sort of grinding over in the practice rounds and being like, all right, this is so important that I get back off the thing. I think he's just kind of like, going to be like, Meh, I'll let this come to me. And I think that probably infuriates some people who want him to stop wasting his talent. Uh, but I think that that's probably a better approach for him at this moment. That's the way not to waste his talent, right? Mm -hmm. Although I, he was pretty sloppy coming in. Like, you know, 18 notwithstanding, yeah. even like the wedges into 16 yeah. and 17 were tough. Yeah, turned, in, turned a little bit into a pumpkin coming coming True. down the street really right? good front nine though like really, he looked he looked he like rory wild. fucking mcelroy on, yeah. on the front nine that was like the different I, the the note i had written down was like the the reason that we talk about him so much is because of the way he looked on that front yeah. nine where it's just like man i'm going to use all of my innate effortless tools to make this so fucking easy mm -hmm. that when i do screw up like it's fine i got plenty of cushion and whatever and then on that back nine he was back to being like Oh God! You kind of look like another guy that just needs to have a perfect week, man. Mm -hmm. And and that's what was not 
driving the shit out of it though driving the shit out i don't know how to describe this but there's something about when he finishes with his long irons the way like he's finishing right now like that swing on seven was so good yeah like when a a full and complete finish um it just looks like everything's in control yet on his wedges when he is finishing way short of a full finish i feel so much better it feels like sometimes he's trying to max out wedges way too much and does too much with them and today like his shot into 12 today was just kind of like Man, that's a little different. That's a U.S. Open wedge right there, mm-hmm. right? It just kind of abbreviated finish a little bit. He missed a short right of that pin. He didn't end up making the putt, but it was just like, man, that's the kind of like the shot into eighteen just looked like he was trying to do too much with it. The shot that we absolutely hate that he pulled that he pulls. Um, I'm getting ready to ask hey. these guys this, Kevin. I know we got to send you, but you got to make your your pick to win as of after eighteen holes. Would you change anything, or who would you say if you look at this leaderboard right now? Who's the guy? Yeah. Well, I picked Brooks Kepka to win, so he right now earns my big sort of laid an egg uh, award. Uh, I was I was super bummed. I thought I, I'd become such a believer in Brooks and feeling like, yeah, this is the dude until he proves that he's not. Um, you know, I don't, it's so hard for me to pick the top two guys on the board because uh, they have just had some some real tumbles. I'm going to stick with Scotty. Uh, so I, I think that's. I, I don't know that the putting is figured out, but I think that he had some interesting comments at the end of his uh, press conference today. And he was like talking about how dumb it was that he made a bogey on one because it's such an easy hole. And like, you just can't make a bogey there, but he was like, you know what? In majors, I kind of know that like, that isn't that big of a deal in a regular tournament. I might be like, man, I'm already like way behind. I'm, I'm everybody's going to make four there. And he was like, in this one, like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, a bunch of guys aren't going to be able to handle the pressure going forward. So I, I feel pretty good about my ability to handle that. And I was like, it's kind of the first like cocky thing that I've heard hmm. uh, Scotty say that's sort of like just feeling like, yeah, I'm going to be one of those people who who likes it when it gets a little harder and it's going to get a little harder. So I'll stick with Scotty. KVV, what uh, any observations on Morikawa? I'm starting to I'm starting to get mule yeah. sense. <laughs> mule sense. Wow. <laughs> He's won two majors. You've got him for eight. Uh, Mules can win majors too, Holly. All right. <laughs> so you know what was interesting watching him with Max and Scotty is how much shorter he is off the tee than them. Uh, and yeah, I don't think of Max as being like stupid long. I do think Scotty is ridiculously long on some holes. I mean, he is just pounding drive. The sound when Scotty hits driver is his big, big stuff. I mean, it's like what DJ sounded like in his prime to me. I just don't know what – I don't know that Mark Howe is – he's not as sharp with his irons maybe that he was when he was, like, truly great. And he's spraying the ball kind of a little offline, and he's way behind the other guys. And he, all this talk of, like, oh, Colin Mark Howe's six iron is as good as your pitching wedge. Mm, I, I didn't see any of that uh, to the What's end of the today. body and, language like? Is the back – like, you know, I know he's, I know he's kneeling yeah. down to – to put the tee in the ground and all that. The back like, didn't feel like it was a huge issue. I didn't see him like swincing or stretching with it. Um, so it, maybe he's just not able to generate the kind of power, but with the back scene feeling kind of tender, the the body language is okay. Like he, I will say that like Max and Scotty were kind of very chatty and were talking all throughout the thing to each other and their caddies and more cow was just kind of by himself a lot. Um, and maybe that was just still like who he is as part of his process of trying to figure this out. But um, I don't know. I, I, he doesn't feel right now like he's an elite player. And I think like the world rankings show that he's like <clears throat> falling all the way down to 18th or something now. Yeah. It's that's that's not what I thought of that when at the, I, I wonder how much it sort of shook him a little bit to get walked down by Rom in the very first term of the year because he looked so good through three rounds of that. And the chipping was like, oh, I figured it out. And 
Chipping didn't seem like an issue today, but it just doesn't seem like he's confident uh, the way he once was. Yeah, I just uh, I had him kind of tabbed for like, all right, this place sets up pretty well for him as an iron player, and yeah, just disappointed. You know, yeah. I don't mean to talk about somebody who's way down the board, but yes, you do. No, it's that's interesting. What you do. It's an interesting that's group. It's exactly what you do. TC. Yeah. So. All right, Kev, we're going to send you on your way. Uh, enjoy a wonderful night on the West Coast and enjoy uh, a Friday. We'll see you back here tomorrow uh, for guys. our live show tomorrow night. Cheers. Uh, next segment here is brought to you by our partners, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings offers nearly endless ways to get in on all the golf betting action. Be sure to check them out and get some skin in the game. Let's take a look at the odds after uh, round one. I love looking at the odds. I look at the odds like halfway through the first session just to see kind of what bookmakers, how they're reacting to what's going on on the golf course and who they think is real and who they think is not. Uh, Xander Shoffley is now the favorite. We haven't talked a lot of Xander yet after he shot at the lowest round ever in the U.S. Open uh, today, 62. He's the favorite at plus 320. Rory, second on the board, plus 450. Scotty at plus 650, uh, despite being five shots back. And then Ricky is also uh, tied with Scotty at plus 650. DJ, who shot a six under par, uh, 64 today, is 800. Wyndham Clark, 1200. Uh, what, do, what jumps out to you guys? Uh, John Rahm at 1800. Uh, what, what jumps out when you look at this odd sheet, Deej? So, listen to the preview pod. I would have had the same feelings probably about Xander and Cantley and all those guys. Uh, I think that would have been stupid looking at the numbers and I, I might say something that, that might shock and offend people, but uh, is Xander the best U S open player on the planet? Like other than maybe like Brooks Kepka? I'm, Ke- I'm good. <laughs> and, and TC, you're well within your right to explain. Listen, I, and again, I put my media hat on, so I can't, I can't, play favorites he's played in he's played in six u.s opens would you like me to read the results it's great i I know i know he hasn't won one he has not won one neither of you uh t14 (laughs) t7 fifth t3 t6 t5 that's his entire u.s open uh resume and that's one that's like you know deej maybe should have put some nuggies there probably could have saw that one coming with just a little more research uh but uh, do i think he's gonna win i don't know it's a very interesting question uh but like Man, you got a TC correcting a previous tweet of mine. You, you do got to hand it to him because uh, at the U.S. Open, he has absolutely showed up literally every fucking time he's played the tournament. Are you nervous about you? He was one of your picks not to win. Uh, I think you, you said it maybe two or three yeah. times on there. Are you nervous about that, TC? No, I, I'm trying. I, I, like always, I'm trying to You're find that fine line of like if Van, Xander does his normal thing, I'm in perfect shape, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So, so how do you how know. do you feel about Xander? Uh, I, I feel like I've, I've ridden for him pretty hard amongst TC you guys. has taken his media hat off. Okay. See, now we <laughs> can, <laughs> can <laughs> right away. I can't take. wear that thing any longer. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I feel like I've ridden pretty hard and stuck up for his record a little bit. I feel like he gets shat on for not winning a lot when in reality he's, he's won quite a bit. I mean, his seven PGA tour wins plus a gold medal. I know some of one of them's a team one. Gold and, medal doesn't count. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just saying he's got it's a, better than Rose's fucking Zika gold medal. He's got <laughs> to get that thing out of here. He's got a tour championship win. Like I don't know. I I I ride for Xander's record a little bit, but uh, he's had chances to win major championships and not made it happen. He does have ten top tens and twenty four career majors. I I don't think he's gonna win. Right. I I I know he's the but favorite me, right now, but I just don't you think you love he's gonna win. riding for guys who don't. Who like aren't gonna win like Big Tone? <laughs> I mean, Big Tone won six times after I rode for him. So yeah, not, I mean, that, not I real do that. Though. I would not real tournaments. I would uh, bring that up. 
let me ask it this way. Let me let me try to lawyer you guys into into seeing this the way I'm seeing it. Do you think Xander's just never going to win a major? Like, do you think he's going to end his career with zero majors? No, no. he might like Jimmy Walker one. Yeah, and no, that's where it's kind of like, yo, this kind of makes sense. Like, it's going to happen. He's absolutely like in the prime of his Southern career. Cal. He's played well at this tournament forever. So is he your pick to win? <sighs> right now, maybe. I don't know, man. Scotty's interesting, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but what I, about I Ricky? No, nobody's talking about Ricky. I talked about Ricky. You guys haven't even said it. You won't even say his name out loud. I, he's in my picks. He's in my well, DK. So are I only have five other guys that are DK. way down the leaderboard. <laughs> what do you mean, forty-five other guys? I only have five plays, and granted, one of them was a three-way play. So, so I had eight, seven, seven guys. Okay, but we, we got Team Rose seventy-six. I believe I heard that one from you. <laughs> uh, what I else? Pick Adam Team Scott. Rose this week. Adam Scott. Dito, stay focused here. We got to stay focused here. What are you talking about? Yeah, listen, I'll own Fleetwood, You said, quote, quote, we were trying to make picks earlier this week, and you said, I'm I'm only going to pick Spieth, Max, Tommy, Rose, and uh, Adam Scott. So I I just, I can't be impartial in this conversation. I'm sorry. Those are my picks. Look at my DraftKings plays this week. We're good. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, I picked uh, Ricky. Let's move on. on. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Zan- can, so, can we talk about Ricky? We can. Please, I'm getting I'm ready begging. to hit you with some shit. He, I'm, I'm dying for it, DC. It was... Uh, so I just thought... I found this interesting. Usually after round one, I like to pull the sustainability models out. Don't, pull me, don't hit him with no, the sustainability yeah, No, models. listen. Do will this, you give me one bullshit. second? Usually I do, and it's spot on. TC was ripping on it last time when I called out DJ at the PGA, and no, DJ felt like T- are good. T50. Um, anyways, the point is, usually somebody has a fluky putting round in round one and is inflated way up the leaderboard. I the, know he didn't miss at 15 feet. We, the top we know. We know. five guys on the board, uh, on the actual leaderboard, are also the top five guys in strokes gained T to green. Like the dudes that are at the top right now were the best players T to green on the day. Uh, Scott Ricky was also the number one putter on the day while he was fourth strokes gained T to green. Xander was second in, st- second in ball striking, fifth in putting. Uh, DJ was number one T to green and actually lost strokes on the green and shot six under today, which is quite startling. But uh, there's not really anything to identify in terms of like fluky putting going on near the top. Honestly, the rib had a really good putting day and was only 11th T to green um, is the only thing that kind of stuck out. But it was it was that's that's. I think that's a, a, you know, as people are ripping on LACC, just because the scores are low doesn't mean that it's not like a proper golf course that's rewarding the proper style of golf. So, I mean, even Ricky in his post round interview, though, was like, yeah, I made some mid range putts, which that doesn't happen very often. (laughs) (laughs) He was number one. He he gained four and a half shots on the greens. Yeah, but he also was struck the shit out of it. He shot the, I mean, literally court US Open record. It was totally, he gained nine and a half shots total today, which is like one of the sixth, they, they, it basically has his and Xander's round were like the sixth best U.S. Open round in the strokes gained era. So like in the last so the twenty scoring years, average, yeah. So scoring average was seventy one point five then. Yes, something like that. I forget okay. what it, I don't know what it actually settled in. We, we started the show before we went. Were there any splits between morning and afternoon, or was it pretty even? So I was stunned with this. The afternoon played four tenths of a shot easier, which that was supposed to be windier. Um, I don't know if there were more, if there were more mules in the in the morning wave or, or what, but. I really did think it was going to ramp up a little bit. I'm now those guys have also a clean morning tomorrow, even less wind than they played with this afternoon for tomorrow morning. Like that wave is going to hope. I don't know. Probably has a chance to get out and run tomorrow. And, uh, and maybe there's a little bit of wind in the afternoon, but there won't be wind in the morning tomorrow. So 
Do Do you think people realize how good Ricky's been playing? No. No. I brought I him up for do. the Ryder Cup team, and no, everyone rolled their eyes, you included. Me included. I Absolutely. did. And then so I, I said the and I, I've been uh, – I wrote it in my notebook, and, you know, I'm, I'm with you now. He's finished top 20 literally in eight of his last nine tournaments. It's crazy. He has been the uh, sixth best American over the last six months. Um, ahead of Max Homa, ahead of Jordan Speed, ahead of Brooks Kepka, ahead of Cameron Young, which might be a problem we might need to address at some point. Um, <laughs> you, had a, you had a good message today. <laughs> we, we need to. We need it. Somebody we, needs we to need unplug to, him and plug him back in. Cameron Young and then plug him back in. He's maybe, maybe the uh, cartridge too. You, you might need to get Sal. You might need to reach out to Paul Tesori for an apology. I, it's possible. I talked. Uh, we're fine. We're going to be fine. We just got to give him a little bit, a little bit of time. Good to see signs of life from DJ Wyndham Clark. Also, is like firmly. He's taking a grasp on that twelfth Ryder Cup spot, and his his ascension really? seems. Oh, I hate that. His ascension's very real. He's been playing yeah. some very 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 serious golf uh, lately, and hits it really far. And his iron play has gotten way better. Uh, he has been the uh, sixth best American over the last three months. Um, so just something to keep an eye on with that one. Sally, something something I want to keep an eye on is your weather app. You're using an. Unapproved weather app. Okay, disgusting. Sally's always so nervous. Every like, oh god, it says this. It says fifty percent chance of rain. Like four days from now, should we cancel this trip? (laughs) I don't have your budget, TC. I don't have. (laughs) Gotta do better. I don't. I I invest in crypto. Okay, I can't afford your weather apps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We haven't talked. We haven't talked enough about the rib yet. Um, I want to ask: Are we Uh, DJ? Can we do DJ before we do the rib? Sure. Go ahead. You played great. He looks great. <laughs> he he totally Icaritoed it into into uh, nine there. And great then call. Was, That's that was like the value of having John Wood on the telecast was that exact moment of just like man, I've like been inside the ropes with DJ so many times. What he was trying to do was hit this little cut, hold it up against the wind, and it just did not cut. I've seen the shot a thousand times, and that's exactly what what went wrong. What a good like good learning moment. Shout out to John Wood. That was awesome. You want to talk about sustainability models, Sally? Fourth strokes gained off the tee, first strokes gained approach, ninth strokes gained short game, 72nd putting. I'm I, betting on the putter to turn around. I'm I'm buying DJ. What when I said these numbers, what part was was unclear about when I when I read you these numbers? Oh, I We're just saying. I think it's I think I think DJ, I'm buying. I think I think we saw the floor today. This is a DJ golf course, man. The rim selling. I think I'm selling DJ. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I got nothing to really back that up, other than I, I guess it's just kind of, you know, recency bias, and that like we just, I don't know, man. I don't think you like roll out of bed and win majors. I know that Brooks kind of proved that incorrect, but it also seems like Brooks has been working his ass off, and it's you know, color me just a, a hair skeptical of whether we've seen the same thing from Dustin. I think he hasn't he hasn't been great in the majors, man. Well, everything know. we project out it depends on. The conditions, right? I mean, yeah. if we're talking about this getting fast, firm, and I'm like, I'm selling the rib and I'm selling DJ right now, and I'm yeah. buying Brooks and I'm buying Scotty and I'm buying Rom. Like, I think there's gonna, like, I'm buying Hovland if that happens. I'm buying the gravity of the dudes that have been hitting it the best. Uh, you know, the gravity of the leaderboard of some guys falling down, the guys that have been, truly been hitting it the best leading up into this, uh, I think will start to separate. But I, 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 I think if, if this becomes the offensive US Open, I think Rory can definitely win it. Like I feel extremely good about if it yeah. stays like this, he can win this tournament. But I think if it gets just the the precision shots with wedges get that much tighter, he would not be the guy I turn to right right now. And DJ probably wouldn't either. 
I think that's well said. I think I think that's a good way to think about it. I, I think it's going to be a tale of two tournaments. I think we're going to get another one of these tomorrow, and then I think it's going to kind of flip as we head into Saturday, and they're going to really, really yeah. ramp it up. What do you think the lead is tomorrow? Probably 11. I was going to say 10, and I think that's the winning score, too. I, I, I said that before that. the week. I think it was, I, it, like yeah, we, I was we, thinking 10 to 12 before the week and still liking that. Both of those morning guys, yeah, going off in Ricky and Xander both going off in the afternoon tomorrow is interesting, depending on, you know, if they get some wind and they get a little more firmness. Yeah, I think somebody at that, you think somebody at that five, six number is going to go shoot four or five again tomorrow? Maybe one or two guys. Like the people online that are saying the winner is going to be 20 under par and like that has just turned into the Wyndham. And, <laughs> people uh, online. <laughs> Many people online. Yeah, a lot of people are doing their own research on this projection. Like just, just have a little bit of patience. All right. We got a long, long ways to go in there, this thing. There's also six guys better than three under. Yeah. That's what I think everybody sees eight and is just like, oh, it must be eight, 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 seven, 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 six, 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 five, five, five. And that is absolutely not the case. Like the guys who played awesome today separated themselves. And otherwise, there's, you know, there's not that much difference between three and zero. And that's kind of like how yeah. it's supposed to be. And it's Are not going to get easier. It's not going to get easier. Are we going to skip over little Brian Harmon? He's always in it, man. I think it could be, <laughs> I think that could be a Friday if he's still there on Friday. I think we could talk about that unless you have something you'd like to. Well, I just I don't know. Yeah, I just I respect his game, man. I respect that he's out there doing it. This is it was kind of like an Aaron Hills type thing today, and he was right in the mix at Aaron Hills. That uh, was that, that's like one of my favorite moments ever. I think in NLU history was uh, we were doing a DraftKings thing. We interviewed uh, one of the guys who won a million dollars, like bet like playing like daily fantasy golf. And he was talking about how Harmon was on his team, and he just was like, "Yeah, I mean, Harmon, like he's, you know, he's always there." And we're all like, what? "But like, we thought he was like an expert on like crafting teams and all this, and he was totally doing it off gut." And he's like, "I feel like, I feel like Harmon always does stuff, right?" So like, he's on my team. Every like, oh. time a major comes around, I'm like, "Fuck, man, yeah, he's he's kind of played pretty good." There he, he is, is like T25, and you know, it, there's some Augusta stuff going on out there too, right? Yeah. Like it's different, you know, different side hill, downhill. Kind of nippy Bermuda, you can kind of spray it off the tee a little bit, and there he is, man. I'm going. I also to want to shout out Bryson against my better yeah. judgment. Guy, guy was you know I, I think if we were making predictions of how Bryson was going to play in the majors this year before Augusta, we would have ended up looking very foolish because he's absolutely showed up and played really good golf. So it's it's awesome to see. I think we've unequivocally are on the side of like golf is much, much better and more fun and more interesting when Bryson's got late tee times. He's still, he's still a chode though. Sure. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I still find myself amazed at, despite all like the shitty things, a lot of the people have done along the way, a lot of the live dudes suing the tour and all the shit that's gone down in the dumb conversations. Dude, when Phil and Bryson come on the screen, I am rooting for him to make birdies. It's amazing. Totally. Like Bryson is just like he's an asshole. Like I, I do not like the guy at all, but I still root for him to make birdies. Phil can't be much more of an asshole than he's been over the last couple years, and I was thrilled to see him get to three under at one point today. I, they're just invincible from that regard. I, I was also thrilled to see him lay the sod over it on six. That was, that was also cool. See, I don't get a thrill out of this because, like, that makes me feel like, dude, what hope do I have well, on, sure. on, in golf? At all? When Adam Scott shanks one, I get really frustrated. People are like, oh, that makes me feel so much better. I'm like, no, dude, we do not want this. <laughs> that is a bad sign for all of us. But, but, but at the same time, Bryson's using like a you know, lob wedge that's the same length as a seven iron. 
People forget I, that. I, I believe that. Are you <laughs> reporting that here? Is that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it should make you feel better when he lays sod over one. But it was Phil that laid the sod Phil. over it. Oh, That's what we're disappointed with. Um, I'm at. I'm gonna, he's locked in. <laughs> Look at his stats. It says Kirk Tiyama was 246.9 yards off the tee today. Doesn't that, make any sense. That's not going to get it done. Uh, Roy hit yeah. a 380 on the first hole. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys to uh, to come up with your biggest disappointment of the day on the other side of this because this episode is brought to you by Whoop, the official fitness wearable of the PGA Tour. They didn't give us updated copy here. I don't know if this is the official uh, fitness wearable of Nuco or, or anything that's mm, going on with any, any changes there. But Whoop is a wearable health and fitness coach that specializes in tracking and improving your recovery, sleep, and activity. So whether you're hoping to sleep better, exercise more, or reduce your stress, or just lower your handicap, daily insights from Whoop are tailored to help you meet that goal. 87% of Whoop members say they feel healthier with Whoop. Uh, we went, took our maternity photos the other night, and we like got like 75% of the way through the shoot and realized that I did not take my Whoop off, uh, which was a big regret. But then also we took it off, and it was like the tan line's actually worse. And so uh, it will be featured heavily in all of our photos because I wear this thing every day and use it every day. Uh, with everything from personalized recommendations to sleep coaching, Whoop uh, uses data to provide you with the steps you need to take uh, to maintain positive routines and build healthier habits. Go to Whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com. Use code NLU to save 10% off your order. DJ. Who is your biggest disappointment of the day? Uh, I'm going to say Brooks, I suppose. Probably an easy answer. T56, uh, one over. Horrible start. Obviously, was what? Three over through five? Three over through six? Something like that. Three over through six. Made a couple birdies and, and got it back to one over, which is, you know, in, in any other major, like a totally serviceable score. But in this major was absolutely not what he needed to do today so brooks being nine back after round one is is a bummer because of a lot of the things we talked about after the pga which is you know five to four brooks is kind of the guy of this generation and i think every time he tees it up you're you're rooting for him to get to six and seven and eight and nine because you know you're you're kind of rooting on history a little bit and uh not what we were hoping for today out of him i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off that because he's also my biggest disappointment but i'm gonna challenge that thinking a little bit because he was two over through one round at the pga championship Finished at nine under and won it. Yeah, and, and if we're and there, if though. we're saying the winning score is going to be around ten under, like sure. I think that's possible. I, I do not think he's out of it. I do not think he's too totally. far back. I, I, there's a lot of guys at one over that I do think are too far back. Uh, but Brooks is not one of them, and I'm not. I'm not falling for it. I'm not going to fall for it until that man is dead and we see his. We see the chalk outline. I will not believe that Brooks Kepka is out of it. TC. There better be one fucking answer, you TC. I want to hear it. one say name. A lot say of it. different directions you can go. <laughs> say though, right? A lot of different directions. Just say we go it. Team Rose. Uh, we go with Adam Scott. I had high hopes for him this week. We go with Solly's boy JT plus three today. Uh, we go with Tommy. We're not going to, but we go with Tommy. Come on, you are the worst. Uh, yeah, he might be tired. He might still be recovering from. He might be seeing a therapist after all the things that the Canadian fans said. We don't know if the Canadians were calling his hotel room, waking him yeah. up in the middle of the night. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Spieth. I thought that was a dog shit 72 today. Like, yeah. I, I was expecting a lot more. Followed him some on on. Uh, on Tuesday, he looked great. Uh, I felt like this was going to be a very speedy golf course. One birdie today. Only one birdie. Birdied the par five eighth. Uh, he doubled the fifth, and he bogeyed the 11th. Otherwise, it was all pars. Um, just didn't, you know, he was 
97th off the tee, 92nd approach, 106 on the greens. It's just not going to get it done, guys. Not going to get it done. Not so, bummed about Spieth. Um, hopefully, we see a good one. I would love to see, like, he would be a really fun person to go watch tomorrow if you're out there, if you're one of the, you know, couple dozen people with, <laughs> with, with tickets off the street. Uh, I would go watch him. I bet he goes and does some pretty reckless shit tomorrow, and it'll be interesting. So. That's good. But I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna give you guys the red meat for Tommy. We'll do the whole apology and I'll wear the tux and all that shit when the time is right. Okay. That's what I was saying. It's it's nice that you've got so much heads up. You could probably get that thing dry cleaned and pressed <laughs> and ready to go. Do you see Tommy was fourth worst in the field in putting today, which none of us like celebrating. It's just no. I just we just we need to apologize. It's like it's like it. listen, it's not it's like when I tell you that American Airlines did something bad and you say, Listen, TC, it's not good. <laughs> it's I, not don't good. I don't support it. Support it. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing here, so that's the closest we're gonna get to an apology. Uh how, how short was that putt Fino missed today? It was like not, eight inches. It was not long. <laughs> the comebacker was, I think, shorter and it almost missed as well. But yeah. he shot two under and he's also I not know. Out of this. That's why I was a little shocked. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Alejandro Del Rey. Don't call me Lana Del Rey uh, for his tee shot on the sixth hole today, which I believe went inside of uh, two feet and stuffed it for an eagle, which was one of the highlight shots of the day. What did you guys think of uh, of the sixth hole, Deej? Uh, I loved it, man. I'm I'm obviously with you guys. Like I'd I'd love to see it get a little more firm. I'd love to see some you know a little more teeth and a little more puckering there but i liked what nbc did with the uh the three lines you know the three kind of target lines is i think it's you know the good judgment for me is is kind of twofold like one do kind of like your eyebrows perk up every time that hole comes on the screen and like does that hole make you want to go play golf and that massively checks both of those boxes for me every time it came on was like god i just I, I, I kind of just want to go hit some wedges man i kind of just want to go nip some wedges somewhere this, this looks really fun so it lived, lived up to lived up to the hype for me. That's one of the few spots on the course that does seem to have some juice too. Like there's people in that grandstand. There's people standing there behind that that uh, seventh tee. I don't know. I just, that that hole is seared in my memory. It's so good. I think it's only going to get better with uh, you know front a front right pin. Like they can really really dial that thing up. And I think guys are you know the guys that played it well today may get over aggressive and and there's just some really bad spots to be. And 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 that was that hole as soft and yeah. benign as you'll find it. Yeah. I'm really curious how the strategy, if you guys can't tell, it's pretty much all I've tweeted about all week is I'm, I've never seen the strategy be this dividing in terms of yeah. usually when it comes to a semi drivable four, a drivable four, like the strategies almost always go for it or the penalty is so severe that nobody goes for it for whatever reason. And this seems truly divided. It seems like, the guys that executed the shot to the right and got it on short grass, short of the green, did very well. If Cody, if you can pull the graphic up again, it is all red dots, short right of the green. Like anywhere in that front right tongue is really good. Yet if you got in that back bunker, you were toast. Only one birdie out of that back bunker. And a, a spot that a lot of guys were hitting practice shots from was this rough to the right. And that they set that pin on the left just far enough back in that green that if you drove it in that right rough, the, it banked so hard from right to left that you could not get it close, and no one made birdie from that right rough today. So a lot of birdies were made by laying up to the left because you could stop it coming right out there, and you had a little backstop behind it, and guys could get it very close. But there were also a fair amount of bogeys from that spot um, and doubles made from that. So Hayden Buckley did the Solly route, which I would not have recommended to anyone. Solly, I, I thought this scatter plot was was – 
was your <laughs> shot tracker from when we played <laughs> during the film room. <laughs> Thank I you wanna, for that. I want to give a shout out to, uh, if you're curious who that, that black dot closest to the T is, I believe it was the amateur Ben Carr who uh, laid it up. Uh, he hit it 180 off the tee, left himself 190 in, which I don't think <laughs> I don't think TC was, play. <laughs> I don't that's think that's what I did. I made made it routine four though, baby. <laughs> uh, so it, it it was the I, I couldn't. It got to the point where I couldn't crunch the numbers uh, because the the data plots get too close. But the early numbers said like the layup was a slightly better play, and there were more there were more bogeys made from the left, but there were more birdies made from the left. And I'll be curious to see how, the, how this all changes as the day goes, the days go along and the firmness changes and the pin changes. But I thought that whole love, lived up to love that. seeing a hole that, that breaks the data boys brains. Jo- Joaquin laid up, uh, left himself one ninety nine in and made birdie. That's are wild. these like chunks or what do we think is happening? with I, these? I have no idea. He hit a one ninety five off the tee and had one ninety nine in. So it was like way out to the left. Is this, are you looking at the right hole? Cause that doesn't seem like that adds up to 300 yards. Uh, well, there's angles is, and it's cut, the, apps the way the crow trusted? flies. It's, you okay. know, because the got, app and the, the, like the fact that you have to click into a new window on the website to go to shot tracker and all that stuff. Oh, tough. I don't use, I haven't touched the apps. I'm, I'm no, no chance. <laughs> is, she, is she from the apps? Saw is off the app. No chance, no <laughs> chance for me. What do you guys, what do we think of three? Rob 1563 GK said, is the fairway funnel on three setting up a Sunday at Olympic 1998 divot controversy would love some drama in oh, the last groups. I'm, I'm yeah. in on that. It's funny. So Tron and I played here quite a few years ago. And so all that was, has been seared into my brain was like what shots I had in. And just to show you how different my game is, I remember walking like three was the first time where I was just like, oh, my God, this course is going to be so hard for the U.S. Open. These guys have no chance. And of course, I hear the broadcast like this is by far the easiest hole of the day today. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, you know, I guess we don't have the same game. But the fact that they can all get it down there to that funnel is yeah. uh, that's the shot with which I was not familiar. I do have to correct the record. Joaquin Neiman had 112 in after hitting it 199 off the tee. So I didn't I didn't think that quite sounded right. So all right. Well, thank you. You can uh, <laughs> take it up with the shot. First shot, here. second shot. It's no. all the same. There's fucking volunteers out there. Oh, you're me. right. You're, you're right, looking you're at right. radar oh, data. I could see. No, the... you're you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, don't blame the volunteers, Cody. That was classless of you. All right, that was totally that's disrespectful. Me. That's, and now I need to issue an apology to uh, Ben Carr, who had one seventeen. There you go. Thank you for that. Don't yeah. get the he's a dew sweeper. Don't get them all fired up at you. They're crazy. Well, that's why I just apologized. Thank you. All right, TC. Ricky having one fifty two. Like I'm, I'm think I'm sitting here thinking five is going to be a crazy tough hole. Ricky's hitting wedge into five. You know. Yeah. Uphill. Yeah. Has, 473 i don't know Ball is golf far. broken <laughs> yeah no one wants to listen to that but Everybody like just, yeah it's just you you pray for wind man like when you don't have wind it's just not gonna happen and i i don't understand why people don't we we are totally fine with the british open being hey the conditions dictate the scoring and it's low when the wind doesn't blow and it's high when it does yet when the u.s open has the exact same thing happen like people get upset i don't understand that uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much with you. I think one thing that's interesting and, you know, I'm not, not necessarily making this point yet, but like, you know, it's a pretty foolproof way to, uh, get the conditions you want rough. <laughs> that's was one of my big takeaways from watching today is like, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm with I'm with you guys. This is how it's supposed to be. And this is I love this challenge and all of these things. But like, God damn, you need everything to go so right in order to actually test these guys without thick rough and trees and all of that stuff. And I, I think that this was a good kind of good proof of that. It's like rough, rough kind of travels. I'd still argue it does what that, you think it's going to do every day. I'd still argue this test, guys. I, I just think it's the scores will be low, yeah. but it's still a, a test. I'm not giving up, guys. Yeah, no, do not give up. Have well, faith. Which brings me to my next game, which I, I'd like no. to play. We can we go down the leaderboard first? Oh my Please, I mean, we went pretty far. How far do you want to go? We're only at T7, guys. Like, there's right. so many. All right, like you can say ten guys. You can say you can say ten names. Guys, offhand, you can say ten names. No, all right, all right. Cody, uh, you will mute him after 10 names. That is that is the duty. All right, so we're going to skip past the, the other <laughs> that, guys. Don't even say who you're skipping past. Sam Bennett, we got to give him props, unfortunately. Of course. I knew uh, you were going to go with Bennett first. TC's a classy guy. He's got it. He's got it. You know, even the guys <laughs> he doesn't you, like. He's gonna, Thank you. He's, he's going he's gonna to give him props. So Sam Bennett, 67, even though I had to avert my eyes when he was teeing off on one today. Which again, lame, lame first tee setup there on on one that you know they Stay were focused in some names. Jacob Solomon, Solly Solomberger. I got, I got to uh, got to shout him out. Sixty eight. He was first off this week, and uh, it, or no, he wasn't first off, was he? There was another guy first he was off. Not. Right? Omar Morales oh, right. was the first yeah. off yeah, guy that Morales. was out there. Yeah. Um, who else? My models were picking up Ryan Fox a little bit. I didn't didn't have. Uh, the heart or the number of plays to make a play on him, but he played well. Looking forward to seeing him. Good to see Joaquin Neiman. Um, Waco played well, 68 today. Uh, Keith Mitchell. I think Keith Mitchell would be a very apropos uh, winner or contender in, in LA. You know, bright lights and everything. Um, Ryan Gerard. I think Ryan Gerard has played some of the best golf this year of anybody on the planet. And, um, you know, like he's, He's played his way into some big time spots from virtually no status whatsoever. So just wanted to shout that out. Uh, Rio just, Ishikawa. Yeah, can we, can we throw a little back. challenge on some yeah, of the best I golf on the planet? Best, only because you said best golf on quote the planet. His last I said uh, six some results of the best. go cut T thirty three, cut, cut, cut T forty three. I said some of the best golf. Okay, some of those are not even PJ Tour events. <laughs> he listen in last year. Mid, Back half of last year, he won the Quebec Open. That's that's last on year, with the Canadian you. Open. Beat right? the fuck like, out of the people on the Canadian Tour last year. The fourth at the Honda Classic. <laughs> all right, uh, come on, uh, keep going. Anyway, that, that was, all right, he has not played seven. that well. Uh, Rio Ishikawa. That was 69. awesome. Uh, the return of of, uh, of him Rio. And, him and Ricky. That's kind of a fun little echo. Yeah. Uh, the Sarge, Gordon Sargent, not our Sarge. Uh, Mr. McBride, but but Gordon Sargent played well today. I was I was relatively impressed with his wedge game and some of his some of his shorter stuff. He was he was uh, he gained strokes around the green. He gained strokes approach. He lost strokes off the tee. Hmm. Very unsarge like uh, recipe today. So um, I think we've got to talk a little Rom as well. I think Rom putted quite well. Uh, rolled the rock like some really really good putts that just didn't go in. And Struggling yeah, kind of off some weird, inexplicable. <laughs> he almost broke really his club why on six. He was so upset about that one in particular. Uh, I um, think he hit it too far down, or like the play made the wrong play. He ended up too close on six, and he looked like he was about to break his club over his knee. But yeah, he struggled off the tee today. Had some curious 
uh, curious shots off the tee, but hit had really good approach play and really good putting. But um, yeah, he 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 cost himself off the tee for sure on a course that a lot of guys were just threading uh, threading drives down the fairway. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna keep going for a little bit. Eric Cole played pretty well. That's number nine. Uh, you, you hold on, one more uh, after that. And you got Eric six Cole. Seconds. Eric Cole's been playing some of the best golf on the planet. He has. <laughs> Yes. He's been playing great. Certified this time. Uh, Cam Smith, 69. Couple, there was a few uh, live guys. Cam Smith, 69. Sergio, 70. That's 11 guys, but thank you, <laughs> no, TC. I, I, Justin Suss playing well. Bermuda Burns. Cody, where you at, man? Uh, we, had one, we had one request. If you're going to bring up Bermuda Burns, you might as well talk about his hole-in-one because that was one of the, the highlights of the day, at least for me. I, I See, I, did not, I got nothing out of the hole-in-ones today. Too funnily for you? Well, yeah, that's, that's it tough. just it just didn't it didn't do it for me. It's kind of like making like one on the cradle, one. Cody. One hundred twenty <laughs> yards. <laughs> that's true. Those don't count though. Exactly. I was just, it, I'm sorry. Randy would have had a tough enough day, but a funnel pin, <laughs> hole in one, and the guys <laughs> celebrating all together would have been that would have been a disaster for him today. <laughs> it just wasn't. It just like it's not the distance that gets me. It was more the the whole location and just the the softness of that green. Which hey, if we don't get a better pin on 15 to like there's so many good pin options you can do front left back right i know they're saving front right for saturday but uh let's let's fire it up on 15 tomorrow let's let's go ahead you got you guys got some permission to do some stuff tomorrow let's go ahead amen i although uh, one more thing i want to shout out i want to shout out the amateurs the amateurs played pretty well on the whole and, they did uh, i was kind of surprised when they put cool the leaderboard thing. up yeah we're going to play a quick so. game and then we're going to let do some, close it with some Hamsterdam. Um, oh. I, I like this game and maybe we should wait till Sunday to play it, but we do this a little bit internally, but for all the people that are shredding LACC, we're going to play LACC or, and we're going to go down a bunch of golf courses and you're going to pick which one you prefer to watch for major championship golf. That's the, that's the question that we're asking right now. Now, now based on today or based on what we think it will turn into this weekend. Uh, I would say based on the totality of what you're expecting and like what you okay. enjoy watching, I think is, is, is okay. how it goes. So uh, we'll start each of these. We're going to go clockwise here. I'm going to start with DJ and then TC. Just say your answer and you guys, we got to go quick. LACC or Brookline? God, I wish you would have done that one last. I fucking loved Brookline. Uh, I'm going Brookline just because today was kind of a dud, but I, th yep. I think that there's a chance that we'll surpass it. TC. LACC. I am LACC. Uh, LACC or Tory Pines? LACC. LACC. Winged Foot. LACC. LACC. Any, anything. I, I might go Valhalla above Winged Foot at this point. Pebble. Mm. I'm going to say Pebble just because it's fun to watch. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have some PTSD from the last go around at Pebble. Uh... I'm, I'll LACC. help you. I'm going to say Pebble if there's some condition. Like, if there's conditions, yeah. Pebble is freaking sweet. Like, it really would be sweet. Like, the floor at Pebble is Pebble. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's, yeah. you know, you're going to get to watch really the, fun. Work. That floor is higher than what we saw today, I think, as much Way as I did, I did like today. But, yeah. Uh, Shinnecock. You liked or, today? I, I liked watching it way more than I liked watching, like, Oak Hill. I did. I don't care how, like, that it wasn't hard. I like watching that style of golf way more. I, I really do. A lot more. I think that's fair. It can be a lot better too. It didn't even I'm, like scratch I'm, the surface on what it can be. I'm near you. I'm not quite there yet. Okay. I think if, if we get a you know a little bit tougher day, stay I'm with there. me. I think we can get there. Yeah. Okay. I see more doubles. I see more doubles. I'm with you. Shinnecock or LACC? 
I really like Shinnecock. It's a hard Shinnecock. One. I think it's Shinny. Yeah. Aaron Hills or LACC? I don't think we got a proper Aaron Hills experience. I know. We didn't. I'll, I'll sell you LACC, but people need to come see what Aaron Hills is all about. Okay. You'll you'll be blown away. Oakmont for the love of, the love of golf. Oakmont or LACC? I'm going Oakmont. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go Oakmont. We got to go faster. Yeah, Oakmont. All right, I'll go Oakmont. Chambers Bay or LACC? A lot of ways we could go with this. I'll go LACC because it's go got Chambers. the variety that Chambers I like Bay. with Chambers. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, both are pretty kind of not great crowd spots. Yeah. I think LACC, like, I don't know. It's it's sweet. LACC or Pinehurst? Hmm. That's a hard LACC. One. Uh, I'll go Pinehurst until we see more from LACC. I'm with you, Deej. Marion or LACC? LACC. Marion. I'm LACC. Um, Olympic. That's LACC for me. LACC. Congressional. That's easy. Yeah. Beth Page. That's easy. Olympia Fields. I'm going LACC with all those. That BMW at Olympia Fields was sick. It was. Um, I felt like a major. I'm going to do some some PGA venues. I'm going to make you stop me when we get to one because the more you look yeah. back on them, it's kind of a struggle. But Kiowa, I'll start there. Kiowa, I'm still going LACC. LACC. Okay. I'm going to go quickly because I don't think we're going to get stopped here. Harding Park. No. Southern Hills. Oh, no. close, but no. Oak Hill. No. Close, but no. Bell Reeve. No. <laughs> Quail Hollow. Hell no. Baltusrol. No. Although Whistling. I haven't seen the new Baltusrol. Whistling. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Whistling, no. Pains me to say. Valhalla. No. Atlanta Athletic. No. Absolutely o- not. Oakland Hills. Mm, haven't seen the new one, but Hazeltine, yeah. old one, no. Uh, Hazel, Hazeltine, yes. <laughs> just, just kidding. All right, that's it. So I, I think when you go back through the the rotating U.S. major venues over the last several years, LACC is in the top thirtieth percentile, and we haven't even seen the best of it yet for for where we're sitting. A lot of people might not agree with that, but I was going to say we spent like I spent forty eight hours at this place, yeah, Monday it's, and Tuesday, it's so good. and loved it, and was and was walking around like a googly-eyed child you know and now it's like everybody's shitting all over it I, I don't get it it's hard it was firmer tuesday when we left is the hard part you know like it we were both walking together and we heard shots coming to the eighth green on tuesday afternoon like Phew. like that's here man I know. i'm struggling with like how it softens up that much just with moisture you know a little bit of dew and humidity right um if we get pins before we wrap, Cody, I'd love to uh, love to work that, but I don't know if those will be. I know it's West Coast time, and they they just finished, and I don't know if we're going to get that. But um, Amsterdam, TC, I'll let, you, I'll let you start. You seem the most fired up tonight. No, you were the most. I'm fired oh, up tonight yeah. because you were going absolutely ham today in our messages on our Slack. What did I? I don't even remember what I said. I blacked out. I think at one point. Yeah, it's just like all right. We'll start here. The NBC seems to slurp themselves when they say, you know, we like like they fly the banner early. They say, hey, we're 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 taking away commercial breaks, Which all that. And I've they, gotten yeah. word that that is weekend only. That the the is a thirty percent less commercial time this weekend has been the word I've been told, which was not told prior, but that is what I'm hearing. They added thirty percent today. 
<laughs> That's what it felt like. This is the shitty thing about it. I'll run brutal, it down. Man. I'll run it down from my perspective because you guys say this all the time and everybody's sick of hearing your guys' takes on it. Thank Number you. one, you got to pay for the cock. So I get it. That's that's a bar, like a barrier of entry. So, God, it took me so long to subscribe to Peacock today. Right. It wouldn't work. Kept freezing. And I will say, too, like everything on on Pacific time is fucked up. Like there's times in the like late morning. Where I'm like, I should have been watching golf like three hours already now. And it's still not on anywhere. Yeah, it sucked when it finally moved over to the USA Network, which <laughs> I have. Welcome. I have no issues. I watch a ton of Law and Order. I, I love What's it. What's that show, and, Monk? Yeah, Monk <laughs> is awesome. All right. I, I, get, I get down with USA Network. <laughs> The issue is, is that usually there's like four really commercial breaks per hour. Somehow they 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 went up to six, and half of them egregious. <laughs> like it, it wasn't even like a normal combination of playing through a normal commercial breaks. It was just like they took us to Pound Town, man, and it was not fun. And we there had that for so such many... a long chunk of the day. Oh. It was fucking miserable. And it was so many NBC, USA, like Big Ten, Saturday Night Football. The Big D. Uh, I put up the, the voice. All sorts of like house bullshit that it's like you, like you guys didn't sell these ads and you're running promos for your own shit. Like, get out of here, man. It's disgusting. It, it also stinks to like the, the little kid commercial that the USGA rolled out last year. It was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. I love that. You know, we have the little boys and girls out here. It's the fucking same commercial. They didn't do another commercial. What are they doing? It's literally the same ad load that they played last year. Seeing yeah. that run run next to uh, Monday Night Raw. Well, Monday Night Raw, but well, Temptation I, Island and, and the Big D, the big D was uh, sweet. That's fine. I'm good with that. It was just too much. And then by the time we finally like got over to to network, it, it just is like, well, what are we doing? Like you you beat us over the head all day long with this ridiculous commercial load. I still feel like I only saw like 12 people playing golf. Yeah, which is yeah. a big fucking issue. And then, like, I, I, I think Blocky should be on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> That'd be sick. Uh, I, I just want to remind people as this is out there of like, oh, of course, it's a corporate, you know, the corporate U.S. Open. They have to sell. They've paid a lot of money for it. They have to sell ads to get their money back. Again, like to remind people, they bought this for pennies on the dollar from Fox. Uh, Fox was slated to pay, like, reportedly, according to Variety, like $93 million a year. And NBC bought it for somewhere between just barely over $37 million a year. So it's pennies on the dollar. Uh, Fox ran less commercials than NBC is running at 3x the cost of the production. Granted, it was a huge loss later for them, and they wanted to get out of the contract. But it sucks ass. So, like, he, see it reported out there that, oh, NBC paid $100 million for it, and they got to get their money back. It's like, no, they didn't. Like, they didn't. They're going to squeeze it to death. They're going to squeeze everything to death. I actually thought their online offerings were pretty good, feature group-wise, and, like, the all-access show was, like, less commercials than if you just watched the broadcast, and it was a good supplement um to to watch more golf if you're a true sicko but yeah the television was just right what where we thought it was i mean like mike Wan, you can't like go out and say like i'll look into it and i know that they're again they're pumping their chest of like we've done a lot of work on this we've changed a lot of stuff and all that i'm not counting the commercials all right we're not going to do that during the u.s open the whole thing is like does it feel watchable does it feel like it flows does it feel like a good experience what's the answer to that question today guys i'm a i'm a no what are you guys for sure that that's drop the in the chat part. if you're following too like if i'm wrong here let me know but like i want to yeah. like understand where people stand on this are we beating this up too bad I, I literally was was thinking about today where i was like man i 
love, love, love this golf course. I've been thinking about it for five years. Uh, my favorite player is making a run at, you know, shooting 64, 63, something like that after like that front nine. And I'm like really struggling to keep my eyes open because it's just constantly here's a couple shots, couple shots, couple shots commercial. And then, of course, every time there's a commercial, I pull my phone out. I start looking at Twitter or whatever, and then the golf comes back on. And by the time I finally like snap back in, we're back in commercial and it's just rinse and repeat. And it's just so hard to actually like sink into the golf. I mean, we were, we were joking about it earlier, but it's like, you know, say what you want about like the Jason Bateman and Will Arnett package. That was, that was up front. I really like those guys. And I was kind of like happy to see them. And they're talking about a lot of my favorite major tournaments in California and all these things. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? Like, I'm kind of like, okay, let, there's maybe going to be a little juice. Like I'm a little hyped. And then they went from like the promo into another fucking commercial. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, guys, fuck this. Like what, wh why am I, why do I feel like a jackass for watching this? Yeah, maybe that's what I thought. Maybe I thought it was going to feel more like Hollywood. Everybody yeah. made this yeah. big thing about it being in LA and like these, the stars and ever, the Hollywood Hills and all this crap. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that at all. If it and knowing that felt it's deflated as fuck. That, that they made two and a half times as much as they normally do on the corporate boxes. Like, man, they're making it on both ends too. And then, you know, like normally I wish I had the international feed. I don't this week because I know Luke Elvey is doing the broadcast on that, <laughs> which Bad is guy. tough. Which means not that we love bacon and, yeah. and we would listen to bacon all day long. Uh, um, just going through the comments yeah. and, and throwing some up here myself. Thank you. Uh, it, 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 we are not, we are not missing the mark on this. You're yeah. right. Deej fucking Rory literally opened with a 30 was like yeah. cooking man. And it should be like this groundswell of emotion and like everything. And even like, and that from the broadcaster's point of view, it just is just like a big old, like wet sandwich, man. Yeah. felt like they took a wet fart in her face and like, we're like, here, <laughs> take it. This is what you guys get. Well, just look around, right? I mean, like two guys shot 62, like two very popular guys. I mean, at least one very popular guy shot 62 and Rory's like going out in 30. Like that should be golf Twitter's on fire. People are texting. I can't believe this. And like, did that happen for any of you today? Mm -mm. Like, not at all. It, it felt like Bay Hill. It's it's Brian Roberts. It's Aunt Molly, the gang. They're doing their thing. This is what they do. Well, you know, let, let's see what happens. on. It's going to be the same thing tomorrow. Let's see what happens on Saturday. And that's this what I was going to say. It, it's going to get to a point where, like, I'm sure Sunday will be great, and it's going to be a great leaderboard, and it's all going to work out fine. It just sucks for, like, a super hardcore fan that's, yeah. like, interested in watching this People golf tournament well, for six, well, 60 also, hours a week. Not even them. the super hardcore fan. Like, what about the people who were supposed to get excited and, and golf tells everybody that there's Ricky. four four tournaments a year yeah. that you're supposed to get yeah. jacked up for? We paid so much fucking money and have a Netflix show about all this stuff, and they're going to tune in for this? Yeah. Really? Like, Dude, this we, is like, the best that lobby. golf can come up with. Two of us flew I, I would, home to watch this on TV. We were at the tournament, yeah. and we came home to watch it on TV because we thought that would be best for us to be able to cover it for our audience. And, like, man, it's just just tough. Right, guys, Yasser, my man, H-E, <laughs> if you're listening out there, H-E, I, I think you should ho H -E. holler at Brian Roberts and, and Sally's guy, Pete Bavacqua. Uh, <laughs> He's gone anyway. For Notre Dame yeah. and, and Aunt Molly. Tell him that your boys at Aramco will buy out, you know, Whatever ad blocks they have, pay pay. This will be two hundred cents on the dollar. This will be the biggest Alonzo Morning GIF of all time. Of just like, 
Prove it to us, baby. Well, Show us the model. You know, lead us there. Honest question, though, Solly. With the amount of house ads that they showed for the USGA, exactly. Like, what what the fuck is the point? That's where at one point in time they ran a U.S. Open commercial about the U.S. Open I was watching. Yeah, exactly. Contracts, oh. man. Read them. No. Read the damn contracts. It's like the the fluff pieces and all that stuff can work if you're showing a lot of golf, but when you have this much of a load, and then you go into the Bateman thing, and then you go into the Walk of Fame, and then you go into the rail cam presented by Amex and the blah, blah, blah. Like it just, it just nothing ever feels like they're taking anything off the table. They're just always adding sponsored stuff. And uh, it's, yeah, whatever. We've had this same conversation for 25 years now and it's not going to change. So high point. Uh, I listened to a lot of Graham Dillette on the call on feature groups or, and he was fucking awesome. I don't know good. if you guys have caught like a ton of his stuff this year, I but it's been, it's been really, really good. He's a good fit for good fit for that. Like young enough that knows a lot of the guys, played a ton of golf, played a ton of tournaments, good personality. That's a good good hire. I still have a grudge against Graham Dillette because he called me a nerd for riding for Kepka for to be on the President's Cup back in like twenty like fifteen. And uh, how that one would work out, Graham Dillette, huh? You should chirp his ass. Yeah, you should you should bring that up to him. He was a nerd. So, he was so wrong about calling me a nerd. <laughs> Taste it, Graham Dillette. <laughs> Here's 45 on to it for eight, year, eight years. <laughs> God, there's this picture up on the USGA's Twitter that says a day to remember 100 emoji. And it's Ricky and Xander like high fiving, shaking hands. And Xander's dad's just like, in the background, like presiding over it. Yeah, I have a tanimal fit. Yeah. He had five different shades of tan and brown on today. Code man, so, anything we missed? I kind of got deflated after the uh, Amsterdam talk. Yeah. We got late shows this week. Uh, do you have a report from uh, the artist formerly known as as the kid that he fired up the grill? I think he's preparing himself for maybe a big weekend. Can I can I bring something to your guys' attention? I know you can't see this on the <laughs> podcast. Is Neil wearing golf shoes? He is. <laughs> he is right. Is he wearing like those Footjoy Flex? uh golf shoes like the kind of spikeless golf shoes where were we at oh we were in we were in austin this year for a match play and there was like a little bit of dew on the ground and uh, you know like the biggest thing if you're going to you're going to watch a tournament like you make fun of the people that you see wearing golf shoes all the time and neil shows up down in the lobby wearing i think pretty sure those same exact shoes and i'm like yo dog what are you doing he's like man the grass is gonna be slippery out there <laughs> Got to be prepared. Exactly. Like, okay, I actually can get down get with it. that when it's slippery. I can. That's a different conversation for a different day. But so you bring your rangefinder there too, right? I would. I would. I haven't, but I don't see why not. The ball goes so far these days. You kind of need a rangefinder to see where it ends up, anyways. What do we think of Neil's up? grill setup? <laughs> do what? I think that's a communal grill. I don't know. If oh, that's I know, but just not. just his kebabs and sausages and all that stuff. Uh, good enough. It looks, it's it's like a, solid, a right? big spread for two mouths that he has to feed. No, I, I bet they had some friends over. It looks like a nice night in the big city for he him. He big question happy. is he doing the ice this week oh, with, with uh, Rory in the mix? I don't know. It's a good question. I also like to see the smog must have moved out. I know he was dealing with a, a little smoke issue last week, so I'm happy a to lot, see that a that's, lot of smoke that's gone. Yeah, crazy. Oh, guys, we missed the Hatton's shirt. Sure got a lot of run this morning. It was really, really bad. Really bad. Uh, yeah, it was not good. I believe uh, poor ass said he, he had some of the 
he has a propensity for some of the most lurid items in, <laughs> That's a great in Adidas's portfolio. Hovland's shirt was not good either. He he started the day, nice solid hoodie, blue on blue, and then his shirt looked like zebra slash amaze slash Jay Lindbergh needs to be stopped. That's that's just bottom line, point blank. I, I saw some people uh, shitting on uh, Max's look today too, but I thought, oh, he, looked I thought he looked great. great. He looked like a patriot, the good kind. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying what you're talking about. He I was not out there like, in a bulletproof vest, people. He was wearing red, white, and blue and uh, some white pants. I, you know, I thought I thought uh, JT's outfit was loud, but I didn't have a problem with it. I thought Keith Mitchell looked great per usual. I'll say this about JT's. He said this at Aaron Hills in 2017. You're going to wear pink pants, you got to go low. He shot a 63 that day that he wore pink pants, and he wore pink pants today and did not go low. So I will, I will say he, he did not pull it yeah. off today. So. That's by his uh, own rules. And DJ continues to look awesome wearing of course. You know, wearing wearing the aces stuff, you know, <laughs> everybody the knows. foot choice, all that stuff. Uh guys, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Spencer Levine is T two on the Corn Ferry Tour right now. And my guy Adrian Dumont de Chassart making a run for the twenty twenty three European Ryder Cup team. Wow. He's, he might he might Take play as the team. Taking food yeah. out of Ludwig's mouth. No, Ludwig and him. Pair them together. All right. That's the end of the show. Uh, As always, when TC fills out the 45th spot on the European Ryder Cup team, uh, we'll be back here. That's how deep we are, Solly. Uh, This was how I felt uh, after my fourth nap today during uh, the coverage and uh, how I basically felt during Amsterdam tonight. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, of course. I hope tomorrow gets a little spicier. I'm expecting that it will. I give everyone permission to be upset if it does not uh, play a little more difficult tomorrow. I would say, will, will you apologize? I uh, no, I don't know what I would apologize for. Just yeah, over how far back? Over is too far back. Plus two. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Plus two. Plus two. Plus two is okay. too far back at this point. So, okay, I, I'm hearing that it's going to be back tees on seven and eleven tomorrow. You are hearing well that place source. Yeah, chatter. Chatter amongst my my people out in LA. The LACC members, <laughs> <laughs> unnamed unnamed sources. Uh, Cody, thank you for a wonderful evening. Thank you for everyone tuning in live. A lot of people in here for a, a late night. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Pie Man, thank you. D- TC, thank you. KVV, no, thank you as yeah. well. Hey, you're thank welcome you for everything you do for the game. You man. are welcome. Absolutely. You guys are all welcome. And we'll see you back here uh, tomorrow. I'm going to get some range balls again tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to, to the workouts and range Love balls that. in the morning. So, All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect